one of the realities of rural ministry is that there's a few clergy between many churches. During my time here, we have seen the merger of two neighbouring benefices, taking the number of churches we look after from six to eleven. And because of the lockdowns, it actually took quite a while for me to be able to go out and meet some of these people in person. And so this sermon is for the third Sunday of Trinity in 2021, and was preached at Tivitzel and Gissing, respectively. The readings were 2 Corinthians 6, 1-13, and Mark 4, 35-41. You are listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Path with your preacher Samuel S. Thorpe. May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a real pleasure to be here with you in Tivitzor this morning. I've had the opportunity to meet a couple of you before, whether that's been virtually on a screen, or here in person as I pass through on my pilgrimage walk to Norwich on the 9th of June. However, this is my first opportunity to join you for a Sunday service. It normally doesn't take long for those I meet to discover, to their joy or their horror, that I am a big fan of Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, and I'm quite sure that Tony will later chastise me in the car for preaching on the Gospel of Tolkien once again. However, I found a lot of Tolkien's imagery, the way that he characterises different situations and themes, to be thought-provoking. One such image comes from a poem, ascribed in The Lord of the Rings to the Hobbit Bilbo, which goes, The road goes ever on and on, down from the door where it began. Now far ahead the road has gone, and I must follow, if I can, pursuing it with eager feet until it joins some larger way, where many paths and errands meet. And whither then, I cannot say. This has always struck me as a superb picture for the Christian, as they make their pilgrim way through life, remembering that the early Christians described themselves as followers of the way. We can reflect on our own journeys of faith, recognising that at some point we passed through a door that led us to explore who Jesus is and what he might mean for us. This is true whether you were raised in a Christian household like I was, or whether you grew up on a farm amidst an atheistic family, or indeed in whichever circumstances you found yourself engaging with faith for the first time. Having set out on the way, we can often only see so far. Now far ahead the road has gone, and I must follow if I can. This was certainly my experience on the 9th of June, when I set out from St Mary's Dis for the Cathedral Church of Norwich, a journey of 28 miles which began by tracing a route through Burston, Gissing and then Tivitzel, before striking out across the countryside to the city. It was wonderful to be supported by representatives from each of our churches as I passed through, and I am pleased to say that people sponsored me generously, such that we have raised more than £2,000, 
which will be used for the benefit of the whole of this team ministry, including all the churches of the former Wimfarthing benefice. Yet, as I walked, I had a couple of occasions where there were paths which were marked on the map, yet which I could not see on the ground before me, mainly fields of crops which had grown up and over the path. In those moments I had to step out in faith and make my way through or around the field in order to rejoin the path to Norwich. This has also been my experience of living out my faith. I've had those moments that I'm sure you may also have had, where it seems as though you've hit a spiritual brick wall, or as if the lantern which had been lighting the way has now dwindled to the faintest glow such that we might be thoroughly uncertain as to what God expects us to do next. Often we slip into the unspoken assumption that to be blessed, to be living a good life, means being free from difficulties. We can tell ourselves that if we just get through this month, or if we just manage to get to that point, then things will be okay. Paul's repeated refrain throughout his second letter to the Corinthians could be summarised by the single word, yet. He seems to relish in turning things around by stating a situation and then countering it. In chapter 4, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Again, even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. And in our reading today, as servants of God we have commended ourselves in every way through hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labours, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honour and dishonour, in ill repute and good repute. We are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet are well known, as dying and see we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing everything. Here Paul's enthusiasm carries him along with the many examples, but with each one we recognise again and again the sense of contrast. The message which Paul is here to proclaim is not one of freedom from our difficulties, but of freedom within our difficulties. Indeed, in the midst of all that the Corinthian church was facing, from political infighting through to trying to survive and thrive in a world which was hostile to them, Paul tells them, and so today reminds us, that this is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. That is, no matter what you're facing at the moment, whether the increasingly aching joints and weariness of age, whether fears for the health of loved ones, whether that be of risk to COVID or issues for which treatments have been delayed due to COVID, 
whether concerns for your finances or those thoughts which simply won't leave you alone. Salvation is not offered as something to attain after you've dealt with these circumstances. It is offered to you now in the midst of them. Whatever your week has been like, whatever is going on for you in your life at the moment, salvation is offered to you. Because God so loved the world that he sent his only son to live for us, to demonstrate his identity to us by signs and wonders, such as the calming of the storm which we have heard read today, that sign that Jesus has authority over all of creation, and even dying our death for us upon the cross, so that our suffering might not be alien to God, but embraced by him in his eternal love for us, which truly and freely redeems us from our sins, and gives us for hope that just as he was resurrected, so we too shall rise again. This is the precious nature of grace, which has been lavished upon us, even and precisely because we do not deserve it. And Paul urges us not to accept the grace of God in vain. Our heart is wide to you, there is no restriction in our affections, but only in yours. In return, open wide your hearts also. Let us take this call seriously today, as we are gathered together here in this church, that our hearts may be opened wide, and that we may respond to what God has done by working together. Each of us, wherever we have come from, find our paths have joined some larger way, where many paths and errands meet. These errands may include care for our buildings, but also acting as fellow pilgrims and guides for those in our lives, as we invite them to join us in following the way, entering into and living within the love of God, for having forgiven our repented sins gives us hope and meaning within all that makes our lives what they are. So let us receive the Eucharist and be sustained and encouraged on our pilgrim way through life. The road goes ever on and on, down from the door where it began. Now far ahead the road has gone, and I must follow if I can, pursuing it with eager feet until it joins some larger way where many paths and errands meet. And whither then? I cannot say.